1: Hello and welcome to Whining, the only wine versus beer podcast as far as our research shows. Sean, how much research have you done on this subject?
2: Uh, the research is still ongoing. That's all we need to know. If it's, still on- if
1: it's still ongoing, we're technically in infinite research. That's not true. Uh, so this Oh, is- it's
2: definitely finite. Right? I've got to- I haven't got infinite time on my hands.
1: That's true. Uh, not when you're earning six figures at one of London's leading restaurants.
2: Will you top Zach, stop? Will you stop telling people I earn six figures? I
1: will when you stop earning it. Sean's icer is a thing to behold. He's also using the lifetime icer thing, aren't you?
2: I don't have an icer.
1: <laughs> Why did you come in the house yesterday singing "icer icer baby" like that stupid advert? I didn't. Okay, that must have been in my head. You were, Weirder things than that this do is, go around this my is, head. This is
2: literally slander. Okay. Uh, Although, I, yeah, there are much worse things to slander people on than saying they earn six figures. That's true. taste uh, Tasty icer.
1: Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is the Wine versus Beer podcast, as mentioned. I, Josh, bring a wine to the table. No, I don't.
2: No, and, you don't. Shall we get uh, that right? You bring a beer to the table, I bring a wine to the table, and we discuss the merits of both
1: that's a nice way to put it and there will be a winner at the end which is a good thing Lies of Wine uh, Yeah It's
2: not that big a glass,
1: is it? It's it's, a, it's ludicrously big
2: It's not as nice
1: For how big the stalk is most of this glass will never see use We're looking at here a glass that is 10% full and if you put any more in the stem would break
2: Yeah, it would I've filled, It really annoys when people fill these glasses up too full because the wine in the bowl. Becomes... So
1: why have it? Why have it? Why do you have a glass? That... Because you fill
2: you fill a wine glass to the widest point of the glass. Which so what's this all this about? Shallow because it gives you lots of room to gesticulate and throw your wine about the glass. Because wine is not just about drinking an alcoholic beverage; it's about an experience. You almost tipped which over is... in your hand because it's such a big pompous glass. Because I knocked it, lit... it with my other yeah, hand. Yeah, exactly.
1: When you were when you were, you were what? Just... Gesticulating. No, gesticulating yeah exactly so it's actually terrible to gesticulate with because you knock it with it's your not, own hand it's brilliant anyway what, these are
2: my favorite glasses in the world
1: introduce your drink uh, uh, well actually hold hold your horses uh we're introducing a theme we always yes. have a theme uh now just to sort of qualify the drinks we're having um and now we face a theme that is a bit more abstract than usual mm-hmm. which is you know we just normally pick something that's happening at a calendar event. Uh, Home and away is the theme. And we're not talking of... Hold me in your arms, do let me go. That one. We're talking about literally being at home or away. Because this week Sean went on holiday. Where did you go? I went to sunny Spain. Sunny Spain. and wasn't
2: that sunny. But. And
1: uh, I went to my hometown, which is also Sean's hometown. Yeah. So we've brought back a drink from both of those locations and yeah, we will indeed. decide what's better, home or away. Um Read this, uh, the soap opera, Home and Away. Remember anything from that? Because it would be good. We, we're we going to have titled this podcast Home and Away, so those Home and Away fans, we do want to give them something at the top.
2: I remember it being set in Australia.
1: It was definitely set in Australia.
2: Yeah, I remember it was... Was Harold in Home and Away, or was Harold Neighbours? That's Neighbours. Could
1: we be less broad as well? I think it'd be nice to really sort of, you know, get the... I never,
2: I never watched Home and Away. I watched a little bit of Neighbours, but I never watched Home and Away.
1: Interesting. I remember there was what I think there were these two kids skateboarding, and one had these, like, white wheels on his skateboard, and everyone was really jealous of them. Yeah. But now that I think about it, that might have been Lord of Lords of Dogtown. Because <laughs> they skateboarded in that as well, and they looked like, sort of hooligans extreme sport hooligans I don't know anyway it's not about that it's about being home are you saying all,
2: all people that partake in extreme sport are hooligans
1: absolutely I am are oh, you really I saw I call people hooligans all the time when I saw people going to Reading Festival on the train I called them hooligans uh, I called someone on a bicycle without a helmet a hooligan the other day hooligans come very low in at the scale well, in that me.
2: case sir, I have a hooligan I sometimes ride my bicycle without a helmet
1: yeah do you
2: If I'm just popping down to Tesco.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Okay, well, anyway, that is the theme, Home and Away. Sean will be representing Away and his Spanish wine. I will be representing Home with a a very, very local beer. Sean, introduce your drink. Um,
2: So we're going to Rioja. We're not going to... I literally did go to Rioja. I went to this very vineyard. We went to the Remanioli Estate, uh, which is based in the province of La Rioja. Oh, and this is the Reserva two thousand
1: and ten. That's what we're drinking. That's an old wine. That's seven years old. It is indeed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And from Christchurch, which is essentially both our hometowns in a way. Yeah. Um, is the batch number one pale ale Tuctonia Tuctonia Tuctonia. Um. So yeah, this is a beer that I went into a shop and uh, the person I was with. Well, oh, I could say girlfriend. That's not bad. <laughs> That's what I was uh, I don't know why I went around <laughs> like that. Uh, my girlfriend said, uh, where's the nearest brewery? I said, oh, Marsway in Ringwood. Um, but no, there's actually one 200 uh, metres from that shop we were in in Christchurch. Really? Yeah, and uh, it's called Drop the Anchor, uh, and this is their pale ale. I had no
2: idea there was a brewery in Christchurch, I suppose br- there's breweries all over the place. Yeah, probably. I suppose it but... depends
1: how big you cut off the brewery line. I it?
2: imagine it's quite small, we're looking at the bottle.
1: Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's a pale ale, um, it's fruity, it is unpasteurized and unfiltered, which I'm really enjoying oh, i'm a fan of a cloudy ale it looks cloudy yeah um so this is what we'll be uh, championing and at the end we'll decide what is best home or away uh but first we've got to have some r- rambling i was gonna say ramble chat you know we've got we've got to do uh, a side note here is that we know that we're just uh, a sum of a number of podcasts parts and <laughs> what are you gonna do it's all we can do it's all we can do we can't sit here and make up our own things, that'd be mad. We aren't that creative. I suppose we've got the Wine versus Beer podcast, that's, that's ours. That's unique
2: to us. That's yep. ours. But uh, in, in every way, everything we say is just a carbon copy of a few other
1: is a, British comedy podcasts. It is, annoyingly. Yeah. And somehow we managed to lose the comedy, so we just become a <laughs> British podcast. Uh, anyway, I suppose that's fine. Uh, yeah, so Sean, what have you been up to whilst you've been away? Um so you went to San Sebastian.
2: San Sebastian in the northeast of Spain, right by the French border.
1: I've never heard of it before, going to be honest.
2: Um, it's a lovely, lovely little town. Um, there's the highest density of uh, Michelin stars in any part of Europe, apparently. Um, and it's just in this tiny little town. There's nine Michelin star restaurants in and then around the surrounding area. And there's a number of three stars and a couple of two stars as well. Mm. So we went um, on a bit of a foodie tour. I hate the term foodie. You just use it, but I did just use it. Um, so no, we went on a nice little eating tour well, I can around think San of a Sebastian. A few other words,
1: if you want to use something instead of foodie, what, what, like what? Well, we got a bit of that, and we got a bit of. <sighs> so for oh,
2: sorry, listeners, listeners at, listeners at home, no, we're not
1: translating. i fine. Okay.
2: Um, no, it was a lovely, lovely little trip. Um, we got there, which was surprising, considering what happened the day before we left.
1: Uh, there has been lots of queuing at airports. Is it something to do with this? My brother had to get there four hours early to go to. No,
2: Napa. We, we not the Napa we Valley, breeze... Iron Napa.
1: It's the only podcast <laughs> where that has to be clarified.
2: <laughs> we um, we breeze through security. We've got speedy boarding with, uh, with EasyJet.
1: Hang on. I... Well, I know you've got a you've got a point to reach, but can you just say what you just said?
2: Well, we, I bought um, EasyJet Plus, so. You get a different bag drop off desk and you get speedy boarding. It's just nice and easy.
1: Speedy boarding? Yeah. Oh, mate. Why are you why why am I doing this podcast with the worst person in the world? It
2: was ten pounds each why way. Why am I doing the work
1: You are rich. You are rich beyond your wildest dreams. No one does speedy boarding. It was
2: ten pounds each way. No one does speedy boarding. It was ten pounds each way and you get onto the airplane first. I was literally first on the airplane on the way out.
1: To what end? It doesn't mean anything. I got to pick
2: wherever I wanted to put my bag.
1: Yeah, you always, as long as you're not one of those maniacs that turns up like five minutes before the gates close, you always get your bag in a thing.
2: You always do. Well, I got it exactly where I wanted. It was right above my head.
1: Well, carry on with your story anyway. perfect. Right.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so what I was trying to get to. The worst. uh, Was, I'm going to... Describe a day in the life of Sean for you, Josh. Oh. So this is... This is a Wednesday morning. Well, it's just a Wednesday. Um, the day before we fly. So we fly on the Thursday. We've got a whole day. This is me and my girlfriend. To pack, get ourselves sorted. Lovely. Does like, your
1: girlfriend know you're using her in as material in this podcast?
2: Um, she. We kind of had a standing agreement that it's kind of fine. Um so we have a nice full day to pack and get sorted which is ideal right there's no rushing around trying to pack or anything like that we've got enough time to get it sorted so we've got all our bits toiletries check sunscreen please check. Don't,
1: we, we, we we yeah
2: books check pants check socks check brand new nice white ones that don't show up much of your leg so i can wear them when i'm wearing shorts um, um i'm sorry. There's a wash on for the clothes that we, clothes we want to take with us.
1: Well, for a start, that's your first big error because you're doing a wash the day before a flight, so your clothes aren't going to dry. Carry on.
2: It was fine. I only need one pair of trousers. Um, everything else in piles. It's all tidy. Right, time to check in. I sit down in front of the laptop. Get my passport out. Love, love. Do you want to do you want to grab your passport?
1: And he does call his girlfriend love because he is from the fifties. <laughs>
2: Do I grab your passport? Oh yeah, I'll just I'll just go get it. So she goes to where she thinks her passport is. And it's not there.
1: It's not in her travel drawer. It's not. Along with her travel adapters and she spare thought, currency from I uh, didn't get me started past on travel rates.
2: adapters. We didn't have any travel adapters, so I thought, right, we'll buy some at the airport. It'll be a bit expensive, but fine. We bought the travel adapters at the airport. She leaves the she leaves the bag in the restaurant we had breakfast in before we got on the plane.
1: What do you mean she leaves? I think a purchase made in Duty Free. Is property of the group or parties collectively. I think he both left them.
2: Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> um, so, passport's not there, which she doesn't have a dedicated spot for her passport. She just thought it was in the last bag she used when she took her passport away.
1: I find that that chills me, but it's fine.
2: Yeah, terrifying. So, flat gets ransacked. We are looking everywhere for this passport. We're looking in all sorts of cupboards because we've moved recently. We might think we might have put it away somewhere. And I say, Jenny, when was the last time you saw your passport? And the last time she saw my passport was when we went down to Devon to um, attend the ceremony with my brother in the Navy and he needed to show photo identification. So she took it down to the Navy. <sighs> right. What did you do with it? I gave it to your mum. Mum's passport. So, I phoned my mum. She's, a, she's at work. has got a
1: passport, I know, I know. It's serious. It was serious.
2: It turns out it was in her dress handbag at home. So we had to wait for her to finish work before she'd go home and check. That was a stressful hour. We decided to cook bacon sandwiches. The bacon got burnt. It set off the smoke alarm. I had burnt bacon in my sandwich. It was a nightmare. But she, my mum phones us and she says, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Oh, relief. But not that much relief, because it's 100 miles south in Hampshire. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So my mum, like an absolute hero, gets on a train to Waterloo and brings it up to us. Is kind. Uh, That's very an act of kind. kindness. Yeah.
1: You could say the person who is to blame for this this issue is not kind Jenny. But yourself.
2: How is it my fault?
1: Because if she didn't have to go to your brother's Navy thing, she wouldn't have had to worry about it. In her life, her She didn't have to go. Or... My
2: brother invited her, not me. So I can't invite her. Oh. And she wanted to go because she wanted to see my brother pass out of the Navy. Poppycock.
1: Okay, well, that's not too bad. Uh, it sounds... Uh, beyond that, your holiday sounded pretty good. Heard about the meals. Heard about the things. I think... Did you even post something from Whining? The whining account about your holiday? No. No, nope, made that up. Okay, fine. Do go and follow <laughs> whining on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, I was, go, I was going bod. to, because
2: they, 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 obviously, did, it's in Spain, so they drink a lot of beer, but they drink a lot of cider in the region as well. And we had some lovely local cider, which is delicious. Interesting. Um, tastes like a lot of the wines that a lot of my friends drink. That was a, a wine joke. funky natural wines that taste like cider.
1: I wonder if maybe... Maybe you're all getting it. Maybe you're... (laughs) I don't know who's listening to this. Maybe it is all wine people, but... I just got derailed. He derailed me. Sean's little weird joke was a plank of wood on the tracks of Train Josh. Uh, No, I didn't have a a week nearly that good. Uh, I took my... uh, Well, I say I went home for the weekend to my uh, dad's house and to see my mum. And for the first time ever, after a year and a half of dating... Uh, this, uh, my girlfriend came with me Lovely stuff She visited, uh, before on the podcast I think we talked about uh, what happened last time I took a previous girlfriend to visit uh, Visit my house Your dad played a trick My dad played a prank uh, Please do go and listen through to every single episode they In order to find because because I'm is. not going to recount it uh, But either way, I was, I was slightly concerned about him Trying another prank on that would embarrass all Went down Absolutely fine Went off without a hitch. He's 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 funny without being embarrassing. He's charming. All oh, my brothers very nice, not being rude, not calling me names. It's that's unlike your brothers. It's way. Well, it's almost like there was something wrong with them. Uh, the only issue was, and I'm going to do some masking and potentially some bleeping in the edit here because I have to protect people's identities. I have to protect other things. But uh, we bumped into someone. We met someone. Who did you meet? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to... Well, okay, well, I'll, I'll tell you who now, but I'm just going to call them someone for the podcast. But for you, Sean, you can hear the name. I can hear it. Everyone else? A bleep. Right, okay. So we bumped into her and uh, there's immediately a tension and my girlfriend Rose asks, like, "Hey, what's what's up there? There's it's kind of a... Uh, like there's a bit of a tension between you and you. Yeah, don't say the names, otherwise I have to keep beeping things. Right, okay,
2: yeah, sorry, between you and God, someone. It's,
1: if there's a professional broadcaster who also knows about wine, please do email the show.
2: There are quite a few, so please don't open that can of worms. Okay, well, luckily we don't have a show email,
1: so just shout out your window as per... Um, yeah, so the, uh, there's tension between me and uh, and this person. Mm. Uh, yeah. And my girlfriend picks up on it, it's like... It's, she says it's the kind of tension that you get when somebody's maybe kissed each other like a little bit silent not much talking just pleasantries and I have to explain it's not because of that it's because and there might be some bleeping here as well I don't know I'll see how I feel (laughs) after listening through uh but it's because I was helping them and their partner move house and uh it was like an all-day thing and I'm so happy to help out I'm always happy to help out yeah you know me I'm a helper have you ever seen me not helping No,
2: no I haven't, no I haven't, I don't think I've actually seen you help either, but I've never
1: seen you not help. Not actively, Uh, so I'm moving boxes from the flat to the van, flat to the van, you know what you do when you see a box that you haven't packed yourself, you flip it open to see what's inside, am I picking up their collection of bubble wrap, am I picking up their bricks, big box of toys. Just so you can prepare yourself So how you know how much you're
2: lifting. And so you can satisfy your nosy quota. No, not that. nosy quota. I'm genuinely not nosy. I
1: know what's in I, their house. Just
2: just pick just pick it up if you're like, just just like it, test it a little bit.
1: Well, it's not what I do. I like to flick and see. So I flick and see videotapes. Don't someone, know why they still got videotapes. I flick someone's and pat- see. So
2: that's, that's like going through someone's
1: drawers. Well, it's, well, okay. Well, this is maybe where we differ. I thought it was fine. So I flick flick and see box number two, it's uh, closed. I flick and see box number three and it's annoying because the person who there's tension with currently uh, that my girlfriend picked up on was in the room with me alone as I flicked open their box. Not literally. Uh, (laughs) I flicked open their box and saw a, a big box, like a big proper box full of, Sex toys. And I don't Ooh. and I don't just mean like amateur grade sex toys like, oh, someone got sent a, a vibrator from Ann Summers. No, I'm talking like uh like a butt plug. Industrial. A butt plug. Right. And I'm not and I'm this isn't an exaggeration. In comparison the, to the bottle. The size of that. But right. wider. And that's not a joke. That's not a joke. So I flick I flip oh. this open and immediately. My heart stops. So that's knocked 10 years of my fucking life straight away. (laughs) Thanks very much, house move. Close it. Have to take it anyway because I panic. And I'm just walking with this box that feels like jelly in my arms. And all I can think about is their face. Their face again and again in my eyes. And Did, did, did they see you open it? Yeah, they saw everything. We both stared into the abyss oh. or the pleasure box, depending on which person you were. So I explained to uh, my girlfriend that that's where the tension came from. I, I'm so I don't know how this is going to come out in the edit because I'm probably going to have to bleep a lot to protect people's identity and my own pride. So, uh, but hopefully that translated
2: well. Oh, that's.
1: But apart from that, the weekend well, off went. That off. is an awkward. Or-
2: Good scenario to be
0: in. Went without a hitch, otherwise.
1: Drinking wine and feeling fine Cause I drink that wine
0: All the time with Sean
1: Rioja You better, you better Rioja or Otherwise she'll leave you. <laughs> doesn't make Rioja sense. Rioja and Roller. It doesn't, uh, it's, uh, they're all bad. They are.
2: Uh, um, so Rioja Josh, you're fond of the old
1: Campo Viejo. It's the only wine you need. Think of a wine that makes you both happy and delicious. Doesn't make you delicious, makes you experience deliciousness. It's called Campo Viejo. It's in your local saint local I was gonna say the champagne. Local. You can get your nectar card points for it. You can uh spend no more than seven pound fifty if you don't want, and it's perfect. It's perfect, it tells you. If you say so. You're gonna you're gonna tell I... a, a little a little New York orphan that it's it's not the best wine. New York orphans probably shouldn't be drinking bottles of Campo Viejo, Well I love we love Campo Viejo. What we we gotta drink gotta garbage because we're New York orphans.
2: How old uh-huh. is how old is this orphan?
1: I'm 45
2: next year. (laughs) I just don't want to move out. Then fine, it should be, then then he's all right. But the example we have is from an estate called Remino Yuri, which is based in the province of La Rioja. Um, And this is their Reserva 2010. You probably have noticed on labels of Rioja, you have different styles or classifications. Um, so you have at the top, you have Gran Reserva. 11%, 12%. Um,
1: 12%. You have 13%.
2: Going down, Reserva, Crianza, and Hoven. You very rarely see Hoven um, because it just means young. It just means the young trash.
1: People. Not trash, but. I wouldn't wash my children with this wine, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> they would be joven they would be younger
2: as well they would be um, I don't have any children and then crianza reserve and grand reserva so it basically means that the wines have been aged for um, longer in barrel so Rioja reserva is aged for at least 3 years um, at least one of which is in an oak barrel and then up to grand reserva has been aged for at least 2 years Dos um, but 3 years in bottle um, and 2 years
1: in Oak. But why is this a good wine? You gotta sell the wine to me.
2: I'm just giving you a little bit of information about the reason why. is this good? So why this is, is a this fun good? T- t- so the Remolinos Estate. Um, people have been making wines in this on this estate since the 14th century. But um, the current family who own it bought it in the late 60s. Um, it was a family um, called the Rodriguezes. Um, it was um, Jamie Rodriguez who bought the estate. They renovated the estate, um, and then the winemaking was taken over by. Um, their son, a chap called Telmo Rodriguez, who is one of the most renowned and well-known and most respected winemakers in the whole of Spain. He makes wines in the Rivera Sacra, he makes this in Rioja, and he's a very, very talented winemaker. Um, That's
1: fantastic. So you went on holiday to Rioja, you went and visited Remel yeah, and you brought back a bottle of wine from Spain on your holiday.
2: I didn't bring this back on holiday, no. Didn't fly it over Got this in the UK. I'm sorry, what? I picked this up
1: from, from the restaurant. I thought... So you, you went over to... You were in Rioja. I
2: was in Rioja. I was at this winery. It was where they make
1: this wine. So you... you and then you came back without wine and bought it in the UK. Yeah just Something to note when we're doing the scores, carry on, okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, so Telma Rodriguez
2: he's a very talented winemaker. Um, it's a fantastic example of um, more kind of modern winemaking practices in Rioja. They're uh, organic, they're striving towards biodynamic practices as well. Um, and I think they're a fantastic estate, probably one of the um, best modern examples of
1: Rioja. Cool You know what Tastes real to me I don't know (laughs) What do I know about this Okay uh, That was Sean's uh, Chance to sell me the wine As mentioned We'll be back at the end of the show With an answer As to whose drink was best I really really want you in my mouth From then on there Oh we'll head on further south Am I talking about the blood of a love rival Oh no Oh it's wine drinking it's fine and time now then for the beer cell where i try and impress sean with my beer like he did with his wine to i the thing is i don't really know much about alcohol Was <laughs> so. a convoluted sentence it was i think it made sense <laughs> i think it's scanned yeah uh i don't know much about alcohol in the traditional sense uh so apart i'm just from you like it so i like it so i'm gonna read sean uh a story That he also gets involved with that puts him in an empathetic place where he wants nothing more than a cold, refreshing beer. It's
2: almost like audience participation, but I am your sole audience. It is in
1: a sense, but this fiction should lead you to want nothing more than a glass of beer and that's what you will get and that's why you will fall in love with this beer. Uh, it's, um, if I were to describe this compared to uh, one of the other beer styles we've done, this one is longer and more tedious so <laughs> enjoy. Um, let's get going. Lots of lines this week, Sean. I
2: can, I can see that. Please yeah, if do. I were an extra in Emmerdale, I would be pleased the amount I've been given.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you should be grateful for this. Yeah. Uh, Apart from we're not on a Prime not... time soap opera.
2: No. It's been going for decades and it's loved by millions. That's true. Millions. Um, yeah, with with that.
1: this, you haven't been pigeonholed in your career. You can go off to do loads of other things. That's true. Whereas on Emmerdale, you would be. Uh, so please do pay attention to punctuation. Very important. We begin in Highcliffe School, 2002. Hello. Full stop. No, not like, don't be silly. Come on now
2: you tell me to pay attention
1: to punctuation? You don't read punctuation when you're paying attention to it. You just read. (laughs) Fine. Um, Hello.
2: Nice to meet you, mister, on the first day of this year's school. My name is Sean, and I'm sure I'll get to know you very well over the next five years.
1: Sean declared, speaking into his own reflection on a metallic bin lid. Highcliffe School, 2003.
2: 2003? So this isn't the first day of school?
1: 2002? To- this, this has moved on a year. Are you sure? Yes. Literally read. Look, it comes up. Why are you getting in the way of story? Okay,
2: just that that doesn't that doesn't scan very well. You
1: you look. I do the creative writing. You do the reading here. So why, why don't you just say we move forward a year from two thousand and two to two thousand and three? Because it's like a title on a film. It doesn't say on a title on a film. It doesn't say we move forward a year. So but
2: I... you didn't let us know where we were at the start. It's not so your wh-
1: job to. Qu- I did. I said high school two thousand and two. Okay, right. Maybe I'm. You're that not bit. fucking <laughs> listening. You're not fucking <laughs> listening. God, it's like working with a fucking untrained <laughs> seal. May as well put, put my fucking house... Who wants to know a podcast with a houseplant? Planty and Josh, I'll call it. <laughs> I'll pour wine into it until it dies. Like you. <laughs> Read your fucking line.
2: Right, okay. Hello. Nice to meet you, mister. No!
1: Pay attention to punctuation! You said hello.
2: No, I didn't. I said hello. You didn't. I said hello. Carry on. And it's not punctuation. That is
1: spelling. No, there's an apostrophe. <coughs> marking. No, there isn't, not on this one. Just read the fucking line. <laughs> it's a long enough BSO anyway, and you've made hard. we have three minutes in and we're having arguments. Well, whose fault is that? Literally yours,
2: because you I didn't listen to the so. first line. I, I think it's yours for not read writing the fucking, this properly. Read
1: the fucking right. line. Read the fucking line. Read the line. Hello. Nice to meet you,
2: mister. A year after I joined this here school. My name's Sean, and it's been horrible not having any friends yet. I spent the last year getting acquainted with a bin.
1: Oh, Josh replied.
2: A whole year with a bin? Yes, sir. Is, is that exclaimed enough for you? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, and whatever question you're about to ask, the answer's yes. So that surely makes you human garbage. Thank you for pre-answering. Highcliff School, 2004. Hello again, mate. I didn't ever ear back
2: about whether you wanted to come to my birthday,
1: Sean said to one of the many official posters of Josh Divney posted around Highcliffe Comprehensive School and the entire South Coast in an effort to boost low application numbers. Highcliffe School, 2006. There you are, mister. Finally have a chance to have a lovely, happy chat, Josh smirked. Listen, Sonny, I'll never chat to you. But let me help you make at least some friends. H's. H's. H's, my friend. Pronounce your H's and you'll get along okay in this world. Goodbye forever. Okay then, hope to see you again soon. Years went by and Sean's fragmented mind meant he took no heed of Josh's wise words. Fool, fool, forever a fool. Current day, 2017. Sean's relationship was in tatters. After he forgot to put the handbrake on his Fiat Sorento, and the car rolled off of Milford Cliffs with his entire uh, his girlfriend's entire family inside, his one chance to save his <laughs> relationship. Quite grim, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, you're telling me shouldn't put the handbrake on, <laughs> and definitely leave it in gear. It's an older car now. Uh, his, his one chance to save it was with a dream luxury holiday.
2: Bring, 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 bring. Hello there, Governor. I'd like to book be- a beautiful holiday.
1: Certainly, sir. I will book a hundred men named Ollie to come round to your house and keep you company all day.
2: <laughs> no, Mr.
1: Mr. Sorry, I didn't get your name. Mr. Hamish Hutterhass. Thank you, Mr. Hamish Utterass. I beg your pardon. How dare you call me an Amish utter ass? My religion shouldn't be presumed, nor the completeness of my arse. What do you want, man? I'd like to book a beautiful holiday. Listen, you fool. A hundred men named Ollie are on their way to your house right now to give you a beautiful Ollie Day.
2: No, an Ollie Day full of happy people.
1: Oh, so you're, inter- you're interested in the tech industry, sir? An Ollie Something that's the opposite of L. The opposite of L? You want to book a J? Jay-Z?
2: No. Jay-Z to perform at your house? No, 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 no. no, Why haven't you got this yet?
1: Haven't? 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 I see. I'm sorry I've been misunderstanding.
2: About blooming time. An holiday, please.
1: Yes. A holiday. I could book it in an instant. But a long, long time ago... A boy told you to do something for the world, something to make it better, something to make it more wholesome, to pronounce your (coughs) H's. That boy was me, sir, Josh Divney, owner of Thompson Travel Agents, and inexplicably handling booking calls myself. (laughs) I have revoked yours and your partner's passport, sir, forever. Perhaps you will learn to listen in the future. Sean cantered to find his girlfriend to make sure she hadn't heard the news due to Sean taking the call on speakerphone through his Amazon Echo. She had heard, and in a cruel, cruel twist of fate had got into Sean's recently repaired Fiat Sochento and had driven herself off a cliff. From the deadly explosion, a can from Sean's car reached his foot and she took a sip. well
2: um it's quite delicious
1: yeah I agree.
2: you hear those sweet horns josh i do that means well it could only mean one thing it means it's the time a very
1: very long beer cell a little bit dark
2: yeah it was it, was it was quite dark i'm trying to um pep up the mood a little bit be a little bit the News
1: is the place for sour and sourness No, and... not
2: my news, my what on my watch, friend.
1: What is this like the e News of Wine?
2: It yeah, yeah. E News. Love it. Yeah.
1: Do you think there is been a parody news network called e News, uh, specifically about ecstasy? <laughs> Just on YouTube, not a real thing.
2: There probably has
1: been well, I literally can't bother to search and find out. So, let's hear about wine news. Right, so, first in. Well, this is kind of like a
2: two-fold story. are perked up, up. A. Right. Story number one, part A. We missed out on something quite exciting yesterday. It was National Prosecco Day yesterday. We missed it.
1: Well, yesterday to us
2: or yesterday when this is going out? Uh, yesterday to us. So... Um, August the 13th
1: right, was, okay.
2: was National Prosecco Day. We missed it. Did you have any Prosecco yesterday?
1: I didn't. I had an Amstel beer.
2: I actually did have Prosecco. Okay. I never drink Prosecco, and I had Prosecco yesterday. So um Tick. Um, second part of uh, Prosecco news Prosecco donuts. Apparently, they're a thing now. No. Yeah, Prosecco Donuts. No, I'm sorry.
1: sorry. Do you want a Prosecco flavored donut? Nope. Prosecco doesn't belong in a donut. Stop being weird people. You know, stop trying to put two things that people like together. Stop it. Stop it, stop it, stop it. uh,
2: There's a donut shop um, in New York um, called the Donut Project. And they've created a prosecco donut. Yeah, I got that
1: from the headline. Tell yeah. me more about the donut. Um, so it's prosecco flavored. Oh my god! The, Move on. The, the
2: doughy treats are infused with Raffino Prosecco and covered in icing and sprinkled with edible gold leaf and pink glitter.
1: Gold leaf, mental. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it, stop it, stop it. I
2: think the most ridiculous part of the um, donut is that it's covered in gold leaf and glitter, not that it's Prosecco-flavoured. I think it's... People have been making wine-flavoured
1: treats for donkeys. Not really, though. Yeah. Because, no, Prosecco... The, ni- the thing about Prosecco that could go in a donut is the sweet grapeiness. so you should make grape donuts or something like that.
2: That's well, essentially what it is. Yeah,
1: exactly, it? but they've named it something stupid because everyone likes Prosecco, all around. Yeah. News novel story number two. Yeah, that's definitely on you, not me. <laughs>
2: um, as we've been kind of like a, a slight holiday theme to the uh, to the podcast this week, I thought oh, we'd right. have uh, um, a a story about air travel, um, and it's not the best story. Uh,
1: well, I think is it. Go on.
2: It's the rise in arrests of drunk air passengers. Yes,
1: I heard about this on the radio this morning. Yeah. I can actually engage in this story. Uh, yeah, they've the reason, apparently, that this has gone up is because they are enforcing it more. So it's not that more and more people are getting drunk, I think, as much as it is, I think, two or three years ago, airlines decided we are going to try and stop these annoying drunk passengers. So we're going to arrest them when they're being annoying, and even if it causes disruption to planes, and we're going to stop serving them alcohol, which probably then infuriates them more hmm. and makes them more aggressive. So apparently it's more to do with that rather than us becoming worse well, and worse it's, it's, as humans. It's,
2: it's possibly a combination of the both, isn't it? I mean, there's been a 600% rise in disruptive incidents between 2012 and 2016. Right, so that is and, and a that is 50% us. rise...
1: Um, year on year between 2016 and 2017 would I I have the last the, I first went on a plane probably in 2012 when these stats were from actually uh, and so I haven't been on a plane before then was the trend of having a pint at the airport no matter what time always a thing
2: I don't think it has because that's that's come into play since the 24 hour licensing though
1: I don't what do I know about anything
2: I don't I, I don't know I've I, before then, I wasn't paying attention to when beer was being sold at airports. So I wasn't able to consume
1: it. I think no, they were must... just chasing women into the beach. Way. We... Well, uh... Not way. <laughs> but that's a back call to when uh, I once claimed Sean chased a woman into the sea and he didn't. <laughs> Because if you just listen to this podcast on its own, it might sound like I, you she genuinely was, like change w- women into women.
2: She free. was running into. Doesn't matter. The we don't need to. And re- I ran after her to stop her from going into. Just
1: this want field. you to challenge it a little bit rather than saying what. Well, hey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's probably got something to do with that, and apparently it's still got something to do with just people drinking their duty free on planes.
1: <laughs> well, apparently you're not allowed to do that. No, you're not allowed to do that. Are you allowed to eat a sandwich you buy from Pratt at the airport on the plane? Probably, yes. That would probably be fine. You reckon i to do that? Yeah. Interesting. Um, is that it for the wine news? Um, no. A story that would be close to your heart, Josh.
2: A glass... story about my lungs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a glass of wine or beer a day reduces the risk of an early death. And we all know how much you fear death. I do fear death. I and don't know how much you're fond of a glass of Campo Viejo. Or Kentish
1: Ale. I do. I like them. Uh, Doom Bar, preferably, if funds are loose and ready, which they never are. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have beer every day, though. Not even close. Uh, so I won't be extending my Well, I- pick it up, because... If you want to live longer, you need to have a beer every day. But this, or wine. I've got every a, day. I've got a serious problem with this kind of research, because there's always, always... Less than million, 14 drinks. A million pieces of contradictory research in every different thing. That will have been funded by a really specific, maybe even a corporate person sponsoring that. So it could literally be from alcohol funding, easily. Uh, but often it can be from really specific charities who look into certain things, so... Uh, drinking a little bit of um, a wine a day is good for your liver, for instance, because it actually makes it work. So it always keep, keeps your liver going. Uh, but also, there was a study that came out I think two weeks ago saying uh, you are more likely to get brain disease if you drink alcohol. So it's always just this and there was and a study that, that came out, out today
2: that says beer drinking reduces the like t- Alzheimer's or something.
1: Well, it helps with your head clarity, which I yeah. can absolutely, as a professional beer drinker, I don't mean professional, I mean, no, that sounds really sad. Uh, as, uh, as, uh, as someone who has drunk beer, <laughs> as someone who has drunk beer, it does not help with your head clarity. I always feel
2: quite hazy the next day.
1: I, I always feel quite hazy the next day. Also, out. I argue that the ideas I come up with after a beer are bad, bad ideas.
2: You've, you've had some beer? Give me an idea. Let's, let's, let's try it out. Pitch. Pitch, pitch me a, an idea. I'm Duncan cat- Ballantyne. You're a nervous wreck.
1: Pitch me something. I think I'll be quite calm in the in the in the uh, in the den. Um, cat socks. Cat socks. Not socks for cats, but socks for humans <laughs> made, <laughs> made out, out of, of cats. cats. <laughs> Just whole cats. like cat slippers, but they're not stuffed. They're just loose. loose. Oh no, so it's not
2: like cat hair that's been harvested. It's just a, a cat that's been hollowed.
1: Yes. Uh, a, a hollowed out cat. I would do it myself to save funds. I'd use an ice cream scoop. <laughs> They'd be dead already, so no one's actually getting hurt here. It's not animal cruelty. These cats just how, fall into how, how, this how whole did the, life.
2: How, how did the cats die
1: i dig a big hole in the countryside <laughs> with very so you're, steep sides. So, so
2: you're killing cats
1: no they're killing themselves by falling into my hole yeah, i haven't actively hole. done anything
2: it's like well it's setting a trap you've actively set the trap
1: did i tell you about uh, my well here's another here's another idea for your pitch then it's actually of a very similar vein um my puppy is it, is it dog socks my puppy leasing idea which is, you know how people want puppies forever and they yeah. don't really want their dog to grow up. Especially, you can imagine, like, the uber-rich in West London. Like, billionaires, their daughter... on Park Avenue. It would be an expensive yeah. package. Uh, their daughter just wants, or son, just wants a puppy forever. We make that happen by just replacing the dog every sort of, like, four months people have pointed out what you are going to do with the it's a subscription
2: service for dogs it's a
1: subscription service for puppies a lot of people say what you are going to do with the the ex puppy that used to be a puppy but is now a dog and probably won't want because you won't be able to take them en masse to uh, rescue centres you won't be able to sell them so I drive them out on a boat in the north sea (laughs) and I let them I just throw tennis balls out the boat and I let them jump in and then I just drive away and then, is that me killing them? Because I all I've done is driven a boat out to the North Sea. And I've just thrown some balls out. And it's not... They, if... You know, they, they're they the ones who went swimming in the middle of the North Sea.
2: Uh, I
1: I think, are you the in or out?
2: I think the blame's on you here, mate. So you're I'm out. I'm out. What, what are you calling your subscription service
1: as well? Uh, dogs, dogs, dogs. I haven't thought about that bit yet. Just, I nice just thought about the mechanics. <laughs> so we've reached the end of what's been uh one of the darker episodes one of the more low B yeah. episodes. One of the lesser episodes, but still an episode. It has been. So,
2: you know. Certainly we can call it an episode in our lives.
1: But we have reached the end. It's time now to decide whose drink won. Again, the theme was home and away. I have represented home in a beer from mine and Sean's hometown, Christchurch, uh, which was the Drop Anchor Brewery and uh, their number one pale ale. It's lovely. Mm. It's fruity. It's cloudy. It tastes like actual proper beer. You can't get it wrong.
2: It's a proper beer. It's cloudy. It's not overly fizzy or carbonated. You no. can tell that the the fizz that's on it has just come from fermentation. It's got that kind of
1: yeah. But it is
2: texture to the to the
1: It's not a stuffy room temperature ale that you might Ooh. expect from a super local brewery. This is a nice cold pale ale that's does. But
2: yeah, it's 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 still modern. Yeah, it's great.
1: Still modern. Um,
2: yeah, it's like something you'd find in a railway arch in East London. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And
1: Sean brought a
2: Rioja. I did. I brought uh Remeriuri Reserva two thousand and ten, which uh, put a slight caveat out there. Annoyingly, I don't think we've got the best bottle, and it's a bit of a dud, it might be slightly oxidized.
1: Which I think is the first time we've had a dud bottle.
2: I think yeah it is. We've we've been very lucky thus far and had wines have been in pristine condition. Pristine. Um so no, this this happens every now and then you get especially wines that have been aged for some time, this is 2010. I think maybe the cork was um, slightly faulty. Um, it's not corked per se. For wine, is corked, and it means it's been exposed to a chemical called TCA. Um, not to it's... be
1: confused with THC. Just, uh, just clarify there.
2: No, no, it's a very different. Um, it is isosol I can never say it properly.
1: Um, Let's so not go into chemistry. We've run long anyway. Uh... Um, but yeah,
2: I think it's slightly oxidized, a little bit of air. Too much air has been introduced to the bottle while it's been ageing, maybe this cork didn't
1: fit. Either way, this like bottle that. is not but perfect. It's that's not the point. It's not perfect. And Sean, it's, it's what annoying. drink did you prefer?
2: In this, it, it, right now, Which I preferred what? the pale ale. Of course, as did I.
1: That is a win for the pale, pale. ale. Uh, the beer wins. It always does. It's not technically accurate. Wins, if you want to go it. and see who has won in the past. Do subscribe. Whatever you do, subscribe. If you're not subscribed right now, press the subscribe button. Like, share, subscribe. Hard to share, po- harder than you think to share podcasts. Really? Harder than you'd think. You just shout out your window and say, and just shout, listen to whining, which is what we recommend. Uh, we'll it's be back again. It's, it's
2: what we do after the end of every podcast. Exactly. Once we've recorded, we lean out of our window and we we shout, listen to whining. You go to um, the north side. I go to the south side.
1: And then we cover as many degrees as we possibly can. Yeah. Anyway, that has been whining. See you again next week.
0: Don't touch that dial. There isn't.